Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome, welcome. I am Coach Rebecca Tabber, and today we get to talk about the road to food freedom. And I'm going to <laughs> ask for a quick prayer that my voice holds out. I started with a little bit of a scratchy throat, um, and uh, I'm claiming healing. We'll leave it at that. So today, we get to jump into the road to food freedom, and I plan to be live about 20, 30 minutes, keeping it on track today. And um, the, today, I get to give you an overview of the road to food freedom, learn how to eat what you want without food guilt or spiraling out of control. And I say overview because I want to be real in sharing that it is not an easy journey and there, is, there isn't a quick fix, right? There isn't an overnight success. Uh, there can be many detours and or baggage that you are carrying based on your experiences. Um, and so it's a topic that comes with a lot of depth and a lot of avenues and I want to impress upon you, I'm going to share a little bit about my story in just a few minutes, but I want you to know that I don't take this topic lightly, and I don't want you to, at any point in time, fall into a space of comparison or fall into a space of, why hasn't this happened for me yet? I want you to be super mindful going into this. So I'm going to pray real quick, actually. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that once again, you allow your words to be spoken in and then through me to the woman that this is in front of today in this moment, Father God, whether she's watching the live or watching the replay or watching it six months from now, Father God, let it be the words that she needs to hear to find that next step direction. Guard my mouth, Father God, let everything be of you, Father God, said with empathy, gentleness, kindness, and compassion. I pray all these things, wisdom and discernment, all these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So as you guys are jumping on, type live or replay so that I know that you're here and you're engaged. Um, and I would love to also know like what it, what is, once we get to the end of it, I've got some um, special things to share for you at the end. Uh, what is your number one takeaway? Like what stood out to you? Because I do believe the power of community and conversation. And that's why you'll hear me say often, I wish we were sitting in a Starbucks, like across the table from each other or in a women's small group, right, where we could really have a conversation about it because just as we um, sit and we get to, to listen to someone speak either on YouTube or in person in our local service, you will hear something that is divinely um, directed for you and yet, when you speak it out loud, one, it affirms it for you, and two, in this kind of setting or in a group and community setting, you don't know who God is using for you to also um, make aware of that, like, they are heard, they are seen. Does that make sense? So whatever you take from it, it may be just for you, and it might be meant to be shared so that... The woman that maybe isn't hearing as clearly in this particular moment for whatever reason is able to glean off of your perception, your understanding, your takeaway, and that is what she hears. Make sense? Um, oh, man, pray for my voice. Okay, so with that, I do have a couple notes on my screen just to make sure I stay on track and keep us in flow. 
Um, but I really, when I do these lives, a lot of it just comes from the heart. I've been honored to um, be in this space now in my own journey for 20 years um, and coaching other women for the last 13 years now. Uh, so with that, let's dive right in just so you know that I, I am, uh, I, you might see me looking in a couple different directions because of uh, cameras and, and notes and all of that. Um, so again, to reiterate that the, this is a powerful topic and we could talk for hours, hours and hours and then even then it's only information. It's what we do with the information that equips and empowers us and we couldn't possibly um, cover every single detail. However, by the end of this training, my goal for you is that you feel seen and heard because when I battled, I thought it was just me. What, having worked with so many women over the last 13 years, I can tell you that it is uh, really common for this to be a source of shame and therefore it's not talked about. And women will come into my office and feel like, or now on Zoom, right, and feel like they have been alone or that it was just them. So I want you to know that you are seen, you are heard, and that this is a process and a journey. But by the time you walk, like this video, the goal is for you to, to walk away with some key um, takeaways that you can start taking to prayer and start executing on practical steps that you can start executing right away. So uh, these are this is snippets of what I work on with my clients, whether it be, um, and I do want to preface this too, just to kind of give you an example. Um, I made the decision that whether it's a, a private client, a one-woman client, or a woman within my uh, small group cohort for Kingdom Fit Academy, the minimum time that I work with women is six months now. And the reason for that is because, yes, I can help you get amazing results in the first 90 days, especially for the woman who is like able, it's not right or wrong, it's just personality, the woman that's able to like really just kind of um, grit down and follow the step-by-step -step process, like my client Jenny comes to mind, right? And honestly, she will tell you, she didn't even necessarily, well, she, she, I teach you how to enjoy food freedom, right? So um, Jenny comes to mind because she lost 25 pounds in the first 90 days while, it was around this time last year, maybe we've been working together a little over a year now, 25 pounds in the first 90 days while enjoying, her family is very social. And so they had plenty of trips and um, wait, like parties and get-togethers and all of that. And that's part of what I get to teach is how to navigate the social events, how to navigate the traveling, how to um, not feel like you're being crazy restrictive, truly getting to that point where you're able to eat what you want and not feel guilty, not spiral out of control, all the things, right? And then using Jenny as an example, even though she had amazing results, we continue to work together because even when you have that initial result, it's still a process. And we'll talk about that for in just a little bit um, in terms of it's not just about food choices. There's a lot more going on. And so what do I mean by um, food freedom? Let me kind of get on some common ground there in terms of um, the uh, the definition and I, you know you let me know what you consider food freedom to be for you I would love to hear that uh, and I'm just pulling this up just to make sure that on my phone just to make sure that the sound is okay hopefully my voice isn't too bad um, hey Trish can you hear me okay is my voice like and Trish and Sandy hey hey can you just drop me a quick comment and let me know if my voice is okay holding out for you enough 
Um, so what do I mean by food freedom? Trish is another great example of like living the lifestyle and making such huge um, mental shifts. We had the honor of working together. I'm not great at timing, Trish. I can't remember. Was it the end of, no, it would have been 2021. Um, and it's my honor to to walk alongside women and you know Trish is a great example of the ripple effect that it has it like Trish we've got I know she won't mind me sharing this with you but um, as a result of her doing this work which is beyond just what foods to eat that I get to work with women on um, she went out and got her like I tell me if you've actually gotten your pilot's license but she started the process she built like that she I would say she reconnected she is a very high achieving, um, always gets things done. Like so many of you women are in this group. I attract that type of woman because that's who I be too. Um, you know, strong, powerful, we're way makers. We just get things done. And yet there are degrees of confidence. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but this is one of the reasons why this is so important, which kind of leads into it. So let me come back to that. Degrees of confidence, put a pin in it. <laughs> and uh, let me come back to that in just a second because that is my next point. But um, what do I mean by food freedom? What I mean by food freedom is truly having that ability to no longer feel like you're in bondage to food, right? I've had some of my clients in the past describe um, like previous programs that they had been on, which they had gotten, you know, fantastic physical results. But the side effect of that was that one, they started, to cut, they came to me after the fact because they had started to put the weight back on but also just feeling like they were in food jail was actually the description that one of my clients used because they had all these rules and these restrictions. Like um, this one client in particular was even afraid of fruit and afraid of like, heaven forbid, she have a carb and all of that stuff. And uh, she had been in that pattern for three years on this other system. And as a, at, she did the work, but me getting to come alongside of her and, and coach her through this process um, she like when I asked her how she felt and like what was kind of your main takeaway from the entire experience of working together and her words were freedom right that she didn't even realize it wasn't necessarily the why she came to me in the first place because she had been in that state of being for so long she didn't even realize how controlled she felt by the distraction of thinking about what to eat all the time or what's coming up next or what she can't have or feeling like she had to um, you know pack her food containers like she also had you know a close family with adult kids that would often get together but whenever she would travel to one of their houses she felt like she had to cook all her own food and bring it and prep it and then heaven forbid there's something on the table that is a temptation for her and then she eats it and not only did she eat it which in my world is not a bad thing it's the motive and the intention of it which I teach in my clients as well but then she would have like all this food guilt so as a result like food freedom is being able to enjoy the foods you want without feeling guilty and without spiraling out of control it's a process it doesn't happen overnight and your want to's over time might change I want to do a quick caveat on that real quick um, someone who I love and adore within this community, I was saying something about food freedom and I said something about, um, like, I truly get to eat what I want when I want now. It's not always been that way. I'll share with you in just a second. It wasn't that long ago that I was still having trouble, uh, a challenge with this. So I'll share that with you in just a second. But when I said, you guys, like, if you see my stories, you know, I have ice cream on a regular basis. I have sushi on a regular basis. I occasionally have pizza. 
And uh, her, I love her, and her comment was, yeah, but I eat the real stuff. Because now, in this season of my journey, um, I choose to be gluten-free. I choose to be dairy-free for the most part on both, I would say, like 98% of the time because of how it makes me feel now. But there was that in itself. Again, I'm, not ch I'm choosing that because of how I feel. But there was also a process in between. That's fairly new. Um, I'm not great at timing. I want to say that that like, um, kind of stringency is, has been over the last maybe two years. So um, there was a time where I ate like, and I still actually eat regular burgers without the bun, right? Or whatever. I truly, or if I want chocolate or if I want M&Ms, I will have them. And now I truly do get to enjoy them without the food guilt, without spiraling. And that wasn't always the case for me. Um, so I'm going to share a little bit more on that in just a second. But I really need to rapid fire through this. We're already 15 minutes in. Lord, help me try and get this done in 30 minutes. Um, I, I hope you guys don't mind if we maybe go a little bit over. But I will try and keep us on um, track. Trish, I love it. Yes. And the mindset, Trish says, the mindset changes when you break up with certain foods. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But so why is food freedom so important? I want to impress upon you that as a society, um, again, there's this shame associated with um, emotional eating or, you know, eating an entire bag of Oreos or the entire gallon of ice cream or... Um, you know, overindulging or what have you, there's kind of a shame because a lot of times we are doing it in quiet. We're doing it at the end of the day when no one else is around or maybe it's the middle of the day and you've got space to yourself, whether it be your car. Like I remember a season where I would <clears throat> grab something and I wouldn't even make it home. I would be in my car like frantically eating something. Um, this is a true story of where I have been at different points in my in my journey. Um, and so because it's done in the silence, because it's done in the quiet, because it's done behind closed doors, so to speak, metaphorically, there's this huge thing of shame. And then, of course, we have the enemy, Satan, society, and our own stinking thinking. The society, everything is, not everything, but I would say a lot of things are centered around our food, our celebrations, and, you know, our, a lot of us were raised to, oh, you don't feel good. Here's some sugar. Here's some candy. Here's some ice cream. Let's help you feel better or whatever the case may be, right? It become, like we're taught that it's a reward system for a, for a, from a very young age. And so what I want to impress upon you is that although it doesn't matter how long you have been there, it is time to rise up. It is time to step into the fullness of who God created you to be. And that does not include being tied to food. That does not include being um, in this bondage of food. This does not include like having this distraction. One of the analogies I want to plant here um, is that God gave me this this idea. I, I say God a lot because I, I don't think I'm inherently creative. And so sometimes these ideas or these metaphors come to mind. I'm like, well, that's clearly Holy Spirit because that I don't know where that came from. But um, one of the analogies, excuse me, one of the analogies that he gave me is kind of like a PVC pipe. If you know a PVC pipe, my, my husband is an electrician and so... This, well, and I mean, they're pretty common, they're pretty basic, but P PVC pipe is like a, a really hard plastic with a hollow center, right? And if you imagine a PVC pipe that is the connection between 
us, your, your physical being, and like our God connection, right? If it were God's living water going from God to us through a clean PVC pipe, then we're go it's going to come out to us as pure as God put it in. Make sense? However, when that PVC pipe gets clogged, when it gets drained, when it gets gunk in it, when it gets whatever kind of clouding it or like barnacles on the inside of it, it changes what it is that you are receiving from what God is trying to send to you. And the barnacles, the, the gunk that gets in the way, whatever you want to use as that analogy, it can be a number of things, right? We all, God's word says that no sin is greater than the other, that we all fall short, um, but it is by his grace and all those things. But we get to be active participants in doing our best because God's promises are amazing and abundant and never ending within his word. But we get to choose to do our part. And part of doing our part is looking at where is our gunk in our connection? Where are we falling short? What are we doing about it? Are we consistently choosing to add gunk to it? Are we consistently choosing to put the buildup inside of it? Or are we, like he knows your heart. Are you actively, diligently being aware and looking for where there's gunk, where there's something cluttering it, where it, what have you? And then actively working to clean it up, to scrape off the barnacles so that you can have this even deeper. Let me tell you that in my own journey, again, I'm going to explain it in just a second. I had a deep relationship with God. A lot of the women I work with have amazing relationships with God. I just want to impress upon you there is even more for you when this gets resolved. There is even more for you. And of course, it can be tons of things, right? I'm just talking today about the one specific thing that many of us have in common, and that is emotional eating and or turning to food instead of turning to God, right? So not only does that, does all of the things, and again, I got to keep this on point and keep us flowing today, but not only does all of those things clutter up that connection, but it also, um, we also, in the moment, when we choose to go to food, we are missing the opportunity to go to God. We are missing the opportunity to grow in the depth of our relationship, our personal relationship with God. We are missing opportunity for him to heal, for him to speak, for us to be able to hear him because we are going to food instead of him, right? Not only that, but this is where it, the confidence comes in that I started to talk about a second ago, is that when we have this struggle, or any struggle, but this is the one we're talking about today, it hinders our confidence. And when I say hinders our confidence, I want you to know that um, I love the way Dean Graziosi describes it, and that confidence is not all black or white. Confidence comes in degrees. Confidence will vary based on, the, it, it can vary for some, right? This is where emotional mastery comes in, so you're not as affected by the day-to-day, -day, but confidence can vary in that level of degree from day-to-day, -day, from week-to-week, from month-to-month, -month, depending on your circumstance, depending on your life events, and the meaning that you give them and how you choose to respond to it. And But when we have something, and this is just our human nature, because you are of God, because God is integrity, because God is truth, because you are one of his precious kingdom daughters, when you are not in integrity with yourself, 
it is going to hinder your confidence because even though it's a known battle, it, and even though you're a way maker, even though you're creating amazing success for your family, for your business, or somebody else's business as they grow, right? Every, every single role is critically important. It doesn't matter if you're an admin or if you're a entrepreneur with a specific kingdom purpose or a mom of three. Your unique purpose is critical to our community and body of Christ. And so in order for you to fully experience it, in order for you to fully give it, you get to choose to do your part to be fiercely fit. And this is what God put on my heart over the last couple of years, fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit. And that's where he gave me the term kingdom fit. And a very big piece of that, well, I don't know the, the level, but what really is a driving force of that is your level of confidence. It takes confidence to be an entrepreneur. It takes confidence to be a Christian mom in a society that in some days looks like it's falling apart if it were not by God's grace and hand of sovereignty over our lives, right? And so it takes confidence and courage and grit to be able to do that. And when you know that you are stepping out of alignment, whether it be conscious or subconscious, that hinders the degree of your confidence. It's going to hinder the way you show up. I've talked about in other, not only with your confidence, but I've talked in other videos, so I'm not going to talk about it today, but um, if, if you're interested in this, I'll tag you in it or, or what have you. But the, the, the fact that um, I talked in a, a separate episode, bear with me as I stumble over my words, a separate in, uh, episode about like you are the operator of your day-to-day -day and, day -day. and nutrition alone plays a direct role in your physical, mental, emotional ability to show up at your best. So I'm not going to go down that road today, but this isn't just about your personal relationship with God and the connection with Him. It's not just about the weight on the scale. It's not just about um, your level of confidence. There is so much that is tied up in this, and this is why it is so important. So for those of you, a little long to get to this point, but for if you're newer with me and you've not heard my story, I'm going to give you a quick overview. Um, I'm not actually going to go through the whole thing. If you want to know more about like kind of my original, you know, I, I talk in my podcast about going from you know, corporate atheist overweight to fiercely fit, uh, Jesus loving entrepreneur now for 13 years. And so my two passions, I should say my three passions, obviously, is first and foremost, God and my personal relationship with him and this level of fitness. And I do love business, which is why you hear me talk about it a lot. Um, so because it, it, yeah, I won't go into why, but it's just, I love it. Uh, those are my three like core, just what I'm wired for, right? Um, I would love to hear, by the way, what are you wired for? Blow, what do you think your three things are that you are wired for or gifted for? Um, comment that below and share with me. I would love to hear. So for those of you that don't aren't familiar with my story, um, yes, corporate, all of that transformation. So I left a very comfortable six-figure um, job uh, 13 years ago now. I'm not great at timing, 13, 14 years ago now. Because about six to eight years, something like that, prior to that, um, I just had this major transformation um, because I came to know the Lord, because I had a bottom-of-the-shower moment where um, he literally lifted me up. And 
because of the work in and through me, yes, I ended up with a body I never expected. But again, going back to that level of confidence, when I was at that bottom of the shower, I was a single mom, barely getting by, counting dollars for groceries. And because of the transformative work that he did in and through me and the work ethic that he's given me and, and um, practical factors of, of just truly being one of the hardest workers in the room always, um, I, I went from that, it's counting dollars from groceries, to building this career and having so many amazing opportunities along the way. Like even in that environment, going from starting as an admin to like, I, like I, and again, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just like, every time I speak on it, it just seriously blows my mind when I think about what God has done in my life. And so leaving corporate America, went from a boot camp, at a, or started actually as a part-time personal trainer. So talk about a huge leap of faith. Uh, and uh, then a boot camp at the park, and then a brick-and-mortar fitness business that added enough value to enough people's lives that that resulted in a multiple six-figure business, um, gross revenue um, year after year, and uh, 10 years. And now I am 100% online um, working with Christian women because of what I'm sharing with you today. And uh, God had started to plant the seeds on my heart to work with women online back in 2018, 2019, but I was so attached to my brick and mortar fitness business. Sometimes God is going to tell us to leave what is good. He's done that for me more than once as, as I'm telling this story um, for what his next great version is. And we aren't going to see the 50 steps. We're going to see the next step, right? At least that is the way he has worked in my life. And one of the things that he made clear to me was to work with Christian women entrepreneurs specifically because we will be under far greater attack than ever before. That's been proven to have started to happen over the last couple of years as we've watched and witnessed that. And that this struggle in our own physical body, this struggle with the very vessel, the very tool that he gave us to in order to house our spirit, house our soul, be in connection and communication with him and live out our unique and greater purpose. We're at war with that. We're at war with the temple that he gave us for his spirit, right? And so that's why that what I do and what I'm so passionate about my story is that I had struggled with emotional eating, turned eating disorder after I had my son, turned much better over time. And yet, had you, you could go back or anyone that's been with me a long time, Trish, you probably maybe remember this as well because we've, we've been in each other's environment for many, many years now. You would have heard me say that if I struggle with anything, it's still a temptation to eat when I'm emotional. And I literally thought that this was just, even though God had helped me um, like put together process and systems and different ways of coping, it had like just so much wisdom and, and just crazy things that he has helped me evolve into and experience and give and all of that. And yet I believed because this would still show up for me every once in a while. It could be every six months or every nine months, but I just knew in my spirit or the story I told myself anyway, which is one of the things I coach too. The story I told myself is that I, uh, this might just always be my cross to bear. This might just always be like, my cross to keep me humble, to keep me empathetic for the women I'm coaching. And because I believe, in part, because I believed that story, that became my truth. Until one night, about six or seven years ago, I was sitting at the, the top of my stairs, again tempted, something personal was going on, everything else was great, like, you know, my, my business, my client, all of that, loved all of, like, everything. 
but something personal that was like a huge shift for me and really, really emotional for me um, came to, it was happening or was in the midst of it. And I was like, no one else was home. And I was tempted once again. And I found myself at the top of the stairs crying out to God, like, why am I still carrying this? Why can I not overcome this? And in that moment, I heard clear as day, this battle is standing between you and the greatest extent. Hear me, sister. I was already fit, healthy, family that is like great. Just it was a hard season, right? I had already had the, the physical brick and mortar fitness business. Actually, I think I still had two locations at that time. But my point is like I had already achieved all of these amazing things. And yet God told me very clearly in that moment that this battle was standing between me and my ability to fully experience and give all that he had planned for me. Right? Jeremiah uh 2911, I believe it is, I, for I know the plans I have for you, but we get to be active participants. God's not going to hand it to you in a silver platter. The process is part of what needs to happen for us to develop in who he needs us to be to handle the weight of what he has for us with, in a way, in service to others in a way that honors him. Make sense? I mean, amen at the comments if this is making sense. So in that moment, and you might think, well, that's a suddenly, that's nice. And let me tell you, it was not a suddenly. It was a sudden moment that God had been preparing me for for the 15 years leading up to that. It was a process that he had worked out in and through me over time that I had developed that finally put me in the position to where I could hear him what he was probably trying to tell me for years, right? But instead of being able to hear him because I put this other thing in front of him, instead of being able to clearly hear him, it, it, it was blocked. Make sense? So this is why I'm so passionate. Of, and I, it's my honor to be able to come alongside. God has told me that I am to be a leader among leaders, that I am to be that advocate that, he, that is used by him in this specific um skill set and gifting that he has given me so that that my journey was long so that I can learn all the angles, all the detours, all of the different paths that now puts me in this position to truly collapse time around the women that he puts in front of me that I meant to help make sense so that I can truly collapse their time to result and impress upon them the importance of doing this and also remind you that self-care is not selfish. Wanting to have a good body just for the sake of wanting to have a good body is not vain. It's actually a prerequisite to be exactly where he wants you to be and be who he needs you to be in order for you to fully experience and give all that he has for you in your daily joy and unique and greater purpose. Fair enough? So let me go into how. So I'm going to share um, three tidbits today in terms of how you begin this process. Um, the first is, um, and we've got, I'm going to go for maybe 10 more minutes, um, if that. This is going to be rapid fire. So the first is setting yourself up for success. And setting for yourself up for success, I started to talk about, I alluded to this earlier, and let me know if you want the, the, um, the training on uh, You Are the Operator. It sounds like a very basic title. I started to learn better than that now, but um, it is powerful content and the understanding of how much, how you sleep, your nutrition, your 
ability to manage stress, your ability to catch your thoughts and reframe them, right? Giving them, I, we can't go into that today, but that is such an important role, right? Um, in that, that is what's going to set you up with success. If you are running on empty, if you are not getting enough sleep, if you are in a habit, not only are you emotionally eating, but also the majority of your food is packaged processed food, that impacts your ability to regulate emotions like having self-control. It's not a grit and bear it. There is very real hormonal responses going on that are creating, uh, putting you in a compromised state so that you aren't as able to make clear decisions, to be effective in your day. There's so much more that goes into it. So setting yourself up for success includes prioritizing good quality sleep, learning how to manage your stress. Now you might be thinking, because this was me too, and I'm just gonna stay here for a quick second. The way a lot of us are wired, we, the way makers, the get it done, you're the person that everyone else goes to because they know they can count on you to make it happen. Our operating, our normal way of operating is a high level of internal stress. We have just been at that level for so long that we no longer recognize it as actual stress. By the time we recognize it as stress, our body and most likely, again, not a doctor, but if you have things coming up, this is a whole other topic because this happened to me also a few years back. But if you are operating at that level and you aren't proactively learning how to regulate your nervous system, manage, recognize and manage your emotion and um, putting in steps to manage stress or stressors, even if you don't feel like you're unusually stressed, right? Making sense? Um, if you are not doing that, you're you are compromised in your decisions, you're compromised in your way of thought. Again, I know you're super successful. It means you've got a whole new level, you've got a whole new gear in you that you are capable of and that God is waiting for you to get it together and step into it, said with love, right? The second is halts. This is an analogy of when you feel like you're tempted to eat, pause, and in the beginning, you might have to pause before you put anything in your mouth because it's building a practice and a pattern. Holtz is hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or sad, the, um, uh, or stressed, right? Uh, the, the halt, I think, originally came from somewhere else. I always have to caveat that, but I don't remember who I got it from. And then I added the S. So halt is, am I truly hungry? If you're truly hungry, sis, eat right? What you eat, what you go to does matter, especially if you're in a moment of feeling hungry, what you choose to eat does matter. But if you're hungry, then eat. Love all you guys and love the comments. Let me get through this and I'll come back in just a second. Um, thank you so much for um, chiming in. The uh, sec So angry, lonely, tired, or sad. If you're feeling those types of emotions, these emotions are not bad. And they aren't something to, and this is a much longer topic, but right in terms of being able to learn how to feel emotions and process them and, and all of that. However, when you're in those states, angry, lonely, tired, sad, or stressed, then you are more likely to make choices that don't align with your highest good. You're more likely to grab something that is packaged, processed, a carb, a sweet, and there's very real things going on with that too. We could have another talk about the food industry and how foods 
are intentionally addictive, what even just sugar does to your body and your, your brain chemistry and all the things. Like there's a very real reason why you might be tempted to go to that. And then there's a very real reason why once you have it, you want more of it, right? There's a mental emotional component and there is a physical hormonal component going on too, right? So pausing to give yourself. And if you are angry, lonely, tired, or sad, I talked about this in other trainings, but it typically takes a minor distraction, like being able to distract yourself for a few minutes. And there's plenty of ways to do that, right? To kind of regain control and composure. Um, and I talk about that in other videos in terms of some ideas as to what to do in those moments. Um, and then third is this understanding. And I don't think I've ever taught this here before, but I teach this with my clients all the time is that understand that in the beginning, sometimes you're going to be learning this in reverse and that's okay. What do I mean by that? Sometimes you're going to be looking in your rear view mirror and going, okay, I did that back there and reverse engineering this circumstance and, and a couple of different factors that we don't have time to go into today so that when, once you even get mindful, if you start being mindful of your rearview mirror, not from a place of condemnation, you can't do anything about five seconds ago, so there's no point in worrying about it, beating yourself up or having condemnation or making the next five hours the same as the last five seconds, right, or five minutes, right? Don't do that to yourself. However, when you can, in tandem, build the, the strength to have the discernment, I call it being a student of your mind and body, and you're able to look at things objectively, sometimes you're learning in reverse. But when you start to create that mindfulness, that stacks over time, and you'll develop better self-control and discipline. Fair enough? So I know that those tactics sound like simple, and I know that in the moment it's so hard. I've been there as well. And that's where the, the process of really being able to do this, There, that's where they, I teach my Kingdom Fit method, where Yes, I teach women how to choose foods that are going to align with their goals and their lifestyle while being able to enjoy their favorites in moderation without, you know, spending hours at the gym or feeling like they have to be on a diet on the rest, for the rest of their life. That's a whole different topic about why diets don't work, right? So we don't do that in my programs. But the core foundation of it is not just the foods that you eat. It's the thoughts and the beliefs that drive the ability to make the choices for the majority of the time that align with your goals. Make sense? And so within my coaching programs, that's where we go from wherever you're at right now. You're on this mountaintop and you're, you see this other mountaintop in the distance and it's higher, right? In this, where you're at right now, you feel uncomfortable in your own body. You're getting dressed through three to five. It takes you three to five changes in the morning to get ready. You're like in and out of food guilt. You don't feel sexy, so you're not, your intimacy with your spouse is affected. He loves you, he says you're beautiful, but you feel poopy. And so it's it's different, right? And then your relationship is different because they're wired physically. We're wired emotionally, right? God created us that way so that we are in, like it feeds both of us, right? So you are maybe not showing up for Zooms as much as you know that you should. Maybe you're opting out and writing posts instead of jumping on live or going on video, right? Because you get onto Zoom and you feel uncomfortable with what you're, you're, you're looking at. Like you make things happen, but you also know that you're distracted by it. Over here, you see this place where you get to enjoy food with what you want when you want. You feel amazing. You're like my clients. They send me text messages saying, this is such a great problem to have. I'm down another size or I'm back into this weight, like 
decade or, or whatever, right? You feel amazing in your body. You get up and you're energized. You feel excited about the day. You are all in for your business in or your how if you're supporting somebody else in their business like you are in it because you feel amazing right from the inside out and in order to get there this is the bridge right and in the past you've tried every diet nothing has worked you've tried keto you've tried lindora you've tried fasting you've tried what else like name them all they aren't meant to be a stable bridge because one not all plans work for all people all the time and two a lot of them are just straight up dangerous and cause you more harm than good in the long run. And three, they're all missing the critical elements, which is the thoughts, habits, and beliefs that created your current pattern. And the challenge in that, and the way that I, the reason I love to be able to come alongside women is because your beliefs, your thoughts, your patterns, your habits have been hardwired in you. Think about drinking, like instead of it being a road to food freedom, Imagine that you've been digging a trench for however long you've you've um, however long you have uh, uh, been challenged in this area. You've been digging that trench deep and long for years, for decades. So to think that you're going to be able to get out of it on your own and then create a new path that is strong enough, stable enough to help you reach that higher mountaintop is really not fair. It's like my client who I've shared many times before because she just said it so articulately. She came to see me after weight loss surgery and she, her words were, um, she came to me after weight loss surgery because she started putting the weight back on. Many women do. And she said to ever expect that I would be able to just have a surgery, I looking back was unrealistic and unfair for me to do for myself because the surgery didn't teach me to be able to identify the thoughts, the beliefs, the habits that caused me to be over 300 pounds in the first place. And it didn't teach me how to build thoughts, beliefs, and habits that allow me to be in what she called Wonderland, right? And so that is, that's the bridge. This is the bridge, is the work that I get to do with women, right? So with that, of course, I am going to invite you um, on to a 15-minute laser coaching session that I'm doing over this next week. Um, so 15 minutes, totally free. On that call, the goal is that we will clarify your health goals, identify your biggest obstacle, and then map out the next best step for you that will provide the greatest momentum towards your long-term goals. Make sense? Fair enough? So then if on that call we decide that working together might be part of that, then we will set up a, a, another call to talk about that in more detail. However, this call, by the end of the call, you'll have a clear understanding, getting really clear on what your true goals are, why they're important to you, what your biggest obstacle is, has been, and the one best next step. Can't solve all of this in a 15-minute call. So we get to get super laser-focused so that by the end of the call, you walk away with something incredibly valuable. Fair enough? So type, uh, let's see, let's just type Kingdom Fit below, and I will message you and get that link over to you, and um, we'll chat soon. Let me go through comments really quickly. I probably need to talk, turn on my, um, <laughs> my glasses. Um, hey, Lumi. Hi, Kylie. <laughs> Kylie says she's eating an ice cream sandwich as I watch this. That's okay, girl. But it's totally gluten-free and dairy-free. I've been looking at those um, in my own place, too. My current dairy-free that I like is uh, not a moo. 
um, specifically their, their coffee. It's, it's so good. It's all relative, though. Um, Trish said she was given a verse this morning, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. Do you not really? Yes, exactly. This is one of the core verses that drive me. Um, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. God bought you with a high price. How precious and how valuable are you that God bought you with a high price? Um, so then we must honor God with our, this is with our body, but I, I believe my translation is body and spirit. I have that memorized because it's one of my leading. Um, and Trish says, I wish I had the entrepreneurial bug. However, being a pilot, I believe I have been given the opportunity to teach other women how to fly, how to coach them and encourage them with that and share the word of God while they're doing it too. That's beautiful. And entrepreneurship, like seriously, we talk about it a lot um, because obviously I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years, but um, every single person, I was talking to, I, I, if you guys will um, humor me for just a second, I was talking to uh, actually my, my son this week about purpose and about um, you know our calling and and he made some sort of like um, I just don't know what mine is yet or what have you and because um, he has a call in his life he's had it since he was very very little I can't express it he just has a very dynamic connection um, and so I just reminded him that purpose is not always big and grander purpose unique calling could be your immediate family it could be the um, people that God, you know, quote unquote, randomly places in front of you at Starbucks, at the grocery line. Like, you never know who you are influencing. You never know who you are watching. So creating, I believe, and this is really just coming to me, so I hope this speaks to somebody, but I believe it's, it truly is discovering who God has called you as an individual to be. You have a unique and dynamic makeup and character and personality in the way you speak, speak all the things. Like just with me, I'm not, I'm like a truth teller. And so somebody that is like easily, um, I mean, I try not to offend people, but if someone's offended, then it's really not on me, right? And, but not everybody agrees with that. And so somebody that is quote unquote easily offended, um, as much as I speak through love and kindness and grace and all those things, um, I may not be the best fit for them, right? Um, but you are, but I am the best and perfect coach for the women God puts in front of me and that I am, like, I just know that. And don't take that as arrogance. It took me a long time to get here. But I know as much as I know, I know, I know that when I know I am meant to work with a woman, I am the perfect coach for them by God's work in and through me. I'm just chosen to be his vessel for that woman. So for me, that might be in coaching, that might be in speaking, that might be through my podcast and all these different avenues. It's just as important for the janitor at the local high school to have that spirit and that character. You never know who you are influencing. It all is relative. It is all important, right? Um, Angela says, yes, that is me and it is so true. I'm a master at not recognizing the internal stress until it taxes on external consequences, 100%. Um, I, I literally ran my body into the ground a few years back. Um, and even then it, it took pretty extreme measures for me to go, Oh, I think something's going on and I probably should go to the doctor. <laughs> um, and so that was, that was an experience of it own that I'll share another day in terms of adrenal fatigue. And it's so much more, 
um, real. And I, I wasn't sure what I believed about it before I experienced it, but I can tell you I'm a huge mind over matter type person and I believe in the mental grit and all the things. And yet, for sure, I can tell you, I bear witness that my body decided you are done and there are things that were out of completely out of my control um, that forced me. It's like God's word. He says, he, uh, I don't remember the verse now off the top of my head that we can circle back or somebody can help me where he says, you know, God causes me to lay down by green pastures or by the river or something along those. So, like, God literally did that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that story is for another day. So um, it's really, really important to, to work on becoming that student of your mind and body and building in intentional practices to recognize and to manage or um, mitigate life stressors because we truly only have one life and tomorrow is not promised whether it's God calling us to come home or one of my really good friends her life was forever unexpectedly changed um, in a way that is so incredibly uh, just you would never even imagine it and so every and she like no doubt <laughs> she like again her story is such a phenomenal miracle still happen story over and over and over and over again god has shown miracles in her healing and her recovering and her resilience and her grit and her mental attitude in what she's going to be doing with this now and as a result of this um this life um you know altering change uh it's just like oh i can't wait I can't wait to continue to be bear witness to it, right? She is my uh, absolute inspiration. All right, with that, I love you guys. I love looking at your comments. I will, again, circle back later. If you're watching um, replay, type replay. Let me know what stood out for, for you today. Um, let me know what follow-up questions you have. Jump on the opportunity for the laser coaching session by typing Kingdom Fit below. I'll message you. Um, and we'll talk soon. Love you guys. Bye for now.